Well, welcome to our off-season update with Matt Lodick, the head coach at Valparaiso University. Uh, glad to have you with us today, Matt. Uh, first, what's summer like? I guess we're not in summer yet, but what is spring like in Valparaiso, Indiana? Well, I mean, I, first and foremost, it's been pretty unseasonably warm, which has been nice. Um, and, you know, I think um, based on, you know, kind of the experience of last year, right, when when everything got shut down in March, um, you know, for us to have some normalcy, um, getting in the gym together and, and able to work out and, and get in the weight room. I mean, that it's not something that we're taking for granted. Um, so energy's been great. Um and our guys working extremely hard and, and uh, it's been fun. You know, when you get a motivated bunch that wants to get better, um, it, it, it gives you a lot of life as a coach. And so we've been experiencing that. And, um, you know, school gets out here. Um, uh, I think it falls next week. Um, and then after that, we're, we're going to break here for a little bit um, until, um, you know, the summer session starts. So I'm excited. This is was the weirdest of seasons, as you know, with the COVID and all the things that went into that. As you look back, how do you evaluate all that that took place and how you guys survived it and got through it? Yeah, you know, it's, um, uh, again, it was, you know, everyone had their own experience, you know, for for our team, um, you know, I, I look back on it and just think, you know, how, how did we do it? We just did it a day at a time, Harry. I mean, um, you know, we, we went from a couple of days before our first game, um, not a couple of days, a couple of weeks before our first game, you know, we're shut down. You know, we have four practices heading into Vanderbilt um, that presented challenges. You know, then you've got to you know kind of start getting your legs under you and then you get shut down again. Then other teams in your conference get shut down. So you have these big layoffs. I think we had a three week layoff there to start the conference season. Um, and then, you know, obviously I thought we, we were just inconsistent, had, had good spells, had bad ones. Um, um, and towards the end of the year, I thought we were playing pretty decent. Um, obviously, didn't play in the tournament as well as we would have liked. But um, again, it was it was a tough year. Um, you applaud the um, I really applaud the Valley for being the only conference to get in all their games. Um, but um, you know, it was tough. And so uh, we're 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 thankful again to to have some normalcy, and hopefully, we can get some fans back in the stands and, and have a normal schedule next year. You're hopeful. We're all hopeful about that kind of thing. And then. Now the off season is weird all over again. The fifteen hundred people in the transfer portal and uh, two coaches leaving the valley that yep. will change things a bit. How do you traverse this new territory? Well, yeah, I mean, it's. I think we hit a little bit of a perfect storm, Harry. Right, everyone got an extra year, so you have uh, you know seniors that might have graduated that that all have another year of eligibility. They can enter the transfer portal. I think the newness of the portal. Right. Just not the portal, but the immediate eligibility, I should say. So, you know, guys testing it and, and, and trying to see what's out there. Um, you know, it, it's uh, I mean, it, it's hard. Right. As, as a coach, you want to build programs. You want guys to be there. Um, might not necessarily always be the case anymore. Right. Where you're just going to have to, you know, do your best. We've, we've you know, got to adapt or you got to die in some ways. And um, I think our program's done a good job of adapting. And, you know, we had some guys leave, uh, but we've also replaced it with guys that we think are uh, pretty talented. And um, so we're looking forward to, to getting everyone together and, and really actually like our group a lot. Take, take us to the human side. So you're yeah. developing a guy like Donovan Clay or Jacob and Agnosovic, and, and, and those guys are going to be big parts of your roster. And for whatever reason they leave, that's got to be a blow. 
and and it, just personally and emotionally? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Um, you know, I did have. Uh, yeah, I guess yes, um, but um, I, I do think that there's this. Um, you know, a lot of young men want to, you know, do what's best for them. And if they feel like that um, somewhere else is best for them, you know, all you can do is is offer your advice, offer your support and, and move on. Um, and and so do I think that both those young men could have great finishes to their career? We, you know, absolutely. Um, but they felt it best to try it somewhere else. And, um, you know, we wish them nothing but the best. And, uh, you know, if we're playing, we're going to try to try like heck to beat them. That's for sure. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, ultimately these young men, they've, they've got to make the decisions that they feel are best for themselves. And if it's somewhere else, then it's somewhere else. And do you have conversations with those guys along the process or, or is each guy different? Meaning like one could be left field and the other one you're having long conversations. Well, I think, you know, we've had, we try to have conversations throughout the year, you know, with our guys and, um, you know, specifically those two young men that you mentioned. I mean, they were um, in my office, you know, quite frequently just, you know, talking because, you know, um, Donovan, I think, you know, some of the expectations he had coming into the year, you know, weren't coming to fruition and, you know, just reminding him that you know, he's you know, a good player and, um, you know, to keep set, keep working, you know, that stuff's going to happen. And then, you know, with Jacob, it, it, being a freshman this year uh, was really hard. And, uh, you know, with every county, everyone had their own, you know, rules, right, kind of to deal with this pandemic. But for us, you know, we got isolated a lot. And, you know, you put, you know, freshmen that are away from home for the first time, you isolate them in a room for, for, for quite a while. I mean, it, it's going to have its effects. And so, you know, the conversations just surrounding, you know, him and, you know, maintaining positivity and things like that. But like, it was a hard year on everyone. Um, I think specifically, um, you know, the, the incoming freshman for everyone is probably the most tough because first time away from home. Porter Moser's gone. Greg Lansing is gone. That's weird. First year ever for you to be coaching against those teams without those coaches. How will that adjustment be? And maybe you're glad those guys are gone because they're great coaches. Well, I like what's good for our league, you know. Um, so obviously Porter had a lot of success. And so um, Loyola had a lot of success. So he's going to have opportunities. Um, you know, the, the, the well is still quite full over there um, from a talent perspective. So, um, you know, they should be able to continue things um, in the way that they've been going. Um, you know, obviously uh, Greg was a friend in this business and, and Porter was as well, you know, so anytime, um, you know, someone loses their job, it's just, it's hard. You know, I, I'm, I'm definitely pro coach. Um, and yeah. so um, I thought he did a heck of a job and, you know, um, you know, we know, I think, Coaches, you know, what goes into each job and, you know, kind of the resources available. I thought Greg, with what he was given, was was fantastic. Uh, did a great job. Let's talk a little bit about your team. You're reloading a handful of high school players as well as three guys from the Big Ten. I mean, this is a, such a unique environment of mm -hmm. recruiting. Talk mm -hmm. first about some of those Big Ten guys, a couple of Wisconsin players and Michigan State players. Talk about mm -hmm. those guys. Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, as you go into it, right, and, and uh, you go into, like, the like the transfer process, I think initially, right, you can have a little bit of a low because your guys are leaving. But then, you know, for me um, and, and just 
my general outlook on life, right? I try to, you know, take everything in stride and, and look at it as opportunity. So like what opportunity is this providing for us? Right. And so, yes, we're losing guys. Um, and, but we're also, um, you know, quickly going to be able to gain um, some talent as well. Um, and so I, I can really just go down the list and you asked specifically about, you know, the big 10 guys, but, you know, Trevor Anderson, um, you know, something that we've, obviously um, coached against when he was at Green Bay his freshman year. Um, he averaged 10 points a game as a freshman in the Horizon League. Uh, transferred, uh, played backup role minutes um, you know, at, at Wisconsin. One of the things that you know, we wanted to identify, um, you know, we did want to get you know more of a traditional point guard, someone that could stretch the floor um, with some size and some leadership. And, and Trevor is um, uh, everything we could ask for. And um, he's already um, displayed a lot of leadership and he hasn't even stepped on campus yet. And so, um, but we are excited about his experience. Um, we're excited about how many games, um, he, big games he's played in, big games that he's won. Um, and, and really just the, the, uh, the uh, you know, the stamp that he can put on our program um, for a long time. He's going to have the opportunity really to mentor some young guards um, as well, which uh, we're super excited about. So really excited about him. Um, uh, you know, we'll stick with his teammate. Uh, you know, Joe Hedstrom, uh, you know, young man, we recruited out of high school. Um, and I think he had you know, 31 offers uh, when Wisconsin got in there, when Utah got in there. Um, it got a little more difficult for us to to convince him to come to Valpo. But, um, you know, he, he had a string of injuries, um, you know, dealt with one knee injury that knocked him out. Um, you know, and then he's also playing against two pros every single day. You know, you got Potter and Reavers. Um, and, you know, I, I played professional basketball for a long time. Those guys are going to make millions of dollars playing. Um, <laughs> and so um, he got to compete against them every single day. And so we knew about him in high school, really liked him. And then we recruited him off a, um, you know, obviously a lot of practice film. And um, his size, his mobility, um, we think it's going to be, you know, huge for us. Um, give us a at the position. Um, and we really wanted to try to identify guys that we thought could single cover some of the posts in our league. Um, and, and Harry, you follow our league um, as much as anyone. You know, there's some really good post pairs um, in it. So, you know, we think Joe can do that. And, uh, you know, then obviously Thomas, um, and, you know, anytime you can get someone from a program like Michigan State, um, and, uh, you know, you got to take a look. And he started games at Michigan State. Um, mm-hmm. It was 14 or 15 this past year. Uh, wanted a little bit more of a role. Uh, graduated uh, there in three years. Um, is coming to us. And um, again, you know, someone that we had on campus is a young, young man um, and uh, just really, really like them. And these guys are motivated. Um, they have a lot of experience. They played in a lot of big games and um, you know, we think they're going to be huge for us. You're, you, dra- you recorded a guy, Taylor from a division two school and we have seen some division two guys really make impact in the Valley of the last couple of years, uh, Devonzo and Tate Hall and some others. Uh, what does he bring to the table for you? And you know, he's a yeah. big, big scorer at the division two level. Yeah. Big score. And, um, a four year guy, um, that went on the state and, um, put up, you know, humongous points there. Um, you know, so as we, you know, as you recruit, you try to identify, you know, pieces that fit together. Right. So, you know, you're looking at, um, you know, for us, Trevor, we wanted to identify that point guard, um, you know, Thomas, um, a versatile big. Right. And he has not shown 
um, in games, what he can do from the perimeter. But Thomas is a, is, is a pretty good shooter, right? So you've got another inside-outside presence similar to a Cricky type. Um, you've got Joe, more of a traditional five, um, but humongous and mobile. And then Kevion, um, as we went into it, so you've got all those pieces, they fit together, but then, okay, do we have someone that can, you know, stretch the defense? And, you know, Kevion um, quickly was, to us, the best, you know, shot maker, um, you know, on our board. And, uh, you know, two years ago, so not this past year, but two years ago, he had 109 threes, at, you know, 40% clip. Um, and he's 6'5", 225, you know, so, you know, he could shoot, uh, you know, he's versatile enough to go down to the block um, and, and he's been really well coached, um, you know, just a little tidbit. So if you, you know, look at it, uh, his Porter Mosier's best friend, I believe, is the Winona State head coach. Or they're, I know they're really close. So um, a lot of, you know, kind of what Kevion's done is a lot of, you know, what, what Porter's done at, at Loyola. So he's been really well coached, and we think it's going to be a nice transition for us. But another guy that can really stretch the defense and make shots. And then you've got a handful of freshmen coming in, and two of your Division One transfers, one of your high school guys, are is a they're all Wisconsin guys. Mm-hmm. So has that become a new area or a rich area for you, or just as it happenstance? Well, and you know, Jacob is a Wisconsin guy as well, right? Um, now we've got some connections up there, um, and uh, you know, Coach Bowen um, is, is from that state, and um, and he's been able to. Uh, you know, recruit there in the past and uh, you know we like the talent and and uh, we think that generally those young men are pretty good fits at our institution so uh, we're excited about it and you have another Canadian coming in so you continue to go north of the border talk about some of your freshmen well um, you know we can we'll, we'll talk first I guess about our Canadian um, Darius Devero again um, uh, coach's son so his dad you know, the connection there, we went up on our Canadian tour. His dad been the head coach at McGill University for a long time. Um, he's since left then uh, and uh, gone to Ryerson. Uh, so he's coaching um, up there. But uh, coach's son, extremely fast, um, and played at a really high level for a really high um, talent Orangeville prep team, um, which has produced, you know, numerous NBA talents, but, but guys that had a lot of success. And, you know, uh, Fowlich in our league, you know, played there and played with him. So mm-hmm. uh, he was one of the few juniors two years ago that actually he started and played on a team that was loaded. Um, and so this year he was going to be asked to do a little bit more um, from a scoring perspective. He's more of an, in a distribution role um, two years ago. But, um, uh, you know, the Canadian high school scene and, and really all the professional stuff got shut down. So um, there was nothing for him um um, to do there this year, but but again, they worked out every single day in their bubble. So excited about him, but adding another you know point guard to the mix. Um, we'll stay in Wisconsin. Uh, Cam Police, um, huge score um, up in the Wisconsin area. His last high school game, unfortunately, was a loss. Had fifty point game, um, but but a college ready body. Um, you know, someone that's um, again really hardworking. Got a great personality, um, and and we're excited um, just about his versatility to play on and off the ball. Um, Excuse me, um, Keandre Young, um, someone that we started recruiting late, uh, but from Oklahoma, and uh, Keandre ended up winning the state championship this year. Um, very versatile, six foot eight, um, but but has got perimeter skills. Um, you know, I would call him more of a natural, probably you know two three um, at, at six foot eight, um, and ended up being the state player of the year um, in Oklahoma. 
uh, and they had some, you know, high major guys in there. And then uh, Trey Woodyard, um, again, another young man. We had our elite camp two years ago. Um, but Trey was getting heavily recruited in the MAC. Um, his versatility is huge for us. Um, he played point guard for his high school team. He played the five for his high school team. So, you know, someone that we could just, you know, fit in at pretty much any position. But um, definitely a dribble, pass, and shoot, high, high cerebral guy. Um, you know, what we're excited about, though, is, as you look at this is, we do have a very talented freshman class come in. You know, some of them were some some guys that we're really really excited about. And then we've got older guys in our program. Aaron Gordon coming back, and um, you know, guys that that you know our freshmen can really learn from. And um, um, and so we're we're excited about that. And that's you know ultimately what you, what you want. And um, so we're excited about the 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 future here for sure. Talk to me about Ben Cricky and Sheldon Edwards and and the health of uh, Barrett. Uh, just how are those three guys in this offseason? What are you thinking about concerning them next year? Well, um, we'll speak specifically on on, on Ben um, and then Sheldon. But, um, you know, Ben is someone we've challenged, right? He went from six points a game to 12 and a half. And we think, you know, he's got another leap. And and we think that because not only is he talented, um, but he he works. I mean, he really, really works. And, um and his personality um, and his work ethic are, are things that you've got to you know, build a program around. And so, uh, you know, he's going to go home here for a little bit um, because it's, it's important. He hasn't been home since July, um, mm-hmm. really close to his family. Um, but, you know, he's a guy, when you send him home, you have no doubt that he's going to be working just as hard as he would be if he was here. And um, so we want him to stretch it out a little bit. Um, you know, he's, um, you know, someone that can hit threes, um, you know, hit him at a, at a high clip this year percentage wise, but didn't shoot enough of them. Um, and we want him to get comfortable um, doing that. Uh, and then obviously on the interior, but, you know, one of the things that we're excited about is, you know, we're going to be able to play him more, you know, at that four, you know, last year they guarded us. Um, you know, he played a lot of five, but they guarded our five man, you know, if a four and would switch everything and five wasn't, you know, um, uh, great at taking advantage of, of, of people on the block. We think this year, you know, we'll have that opportunity. So Ben, you know, will be guarded maybe by a traditional four and, and uh, you know, a four, he's really going to go to post and, you know, really be able to, um, you know, you know, dominate on the interior and then, you know, be able to stretch it as well. So we're, we're excited about his versatility, his work ethic, and, and we think he's going to have a great off season and another great year. Um, you know, Sheldon, and, and you've seen glimpses of it, right? There's, there's that, uh, you know, that Bradley overtime where, you know, you put the team on his back. I mean, he, he was doing that stuff in practice all year. Um, obviously the Drake game, um, uh, you know, our big thing with him is just consistency. Um, you know, he's, he's someone that, you know, I mean, his athleticism just, you know, bounces off of it. His shot making ability just bounces off of it, but he wasn't, he hasn't been that guy for that long, right? It's, it's this, this athleticism is something that's kind of come on um, in the last couple of years. And so just harnessing it, um, you know, getting him to be really, really aggressive um, within the context of what we're trying to do. And, and he's definitely taken a grasp of that um, this off season. So uh, we expect, you know, a huge season from him. Um, and then Connor um, is not fully back quite yet, but he's close. Um, and again, um, you know, you know, in the Valley, got to be able to stretch the D um, and Connor's going to do that as good as anyone. He was a great shooter. Yeah, yeah. Before he went down, um, am I naive? Well, let me say it differently. I think with all of the uh, portal stuff going on, 
and all of a sudden guys just seemingly take off there. I don't know even how to ask this question. It seems to me that there's recruiting going on prior to the fact of guys being in the portal. Am I incorrect about that? <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're right. I would, if I were a betting man, I'd, I'd, I'd bet on that. <laughs> I don't ran it though. You know, it's not like, I, I don't think coaches or I don't think, you know, people are calling directly to a player. Hey, you know, let's, you know, you know come here. It's, it's probably more, you know, like we, we call AAU coaches all the time, and, you know, and then, or, or they initiate the conversation. I mean, it's not. Um, so again, I don't think it's collusion or it's um, maybe not collusion or, um, uh, you know, illegal recruiting. It's just, you know, kind of the way things happen. There's a lot of, a lot of gray area in those rules. You mentioned earlier the idea that a lot of these guys can come back and a lot of the Drake players are coming back. A lot of the Loyola players are yeah. coming back. The league is going to be a difficult all over again. Yeah, it always is. should be. Um, again, I think it attracts high talent um, and um, it's really well coached. You know, so I think that the challenge for coaches now, right, is yeah, you get extra scholarships. That's great. But managing rosters sometimes, you know, you look at, you know, some of these teams, it's like, well, you might have 17 guys on scholarship. Like, that's going to be difficult to manage. Um, and so that's going to be a trick for, for all of us. Yeah, I sent a message to a coach over in the OVC the other day. I think he's got 11 new guys and probably yeah. six or seven still around. I mean, you're right. He's got he's got mm -hmm. double waves of players. Right. Yeah, it's uh, – interesting isn't it so as you go forward tell me what summer now looks like or what this part of the year how, how do you guys get them back together what time do they have off tell us what the mm -hmm. schedule looks like so we have two summer sessions um and the first one starts um gosh you're challenging me on the, on the date let's just say it's like may 19th it's somewhere around there um graduations around the 10th so there's about a week a week and a half break there um and you know, we always make that first summer session for the most part optional, right? Um, most of our guys typically want to stay um, for the first summer session um, anyway. But, you know, given the just the uniqueness of this last year, um, you know, some of our international guys like Ben, you, you, I don't care what you say. I mean, he wants to go home and you're going home, right? Um, and probably because he's going home, he's going to have to quarantine when he gets there. I mean, I don't know if you, how much you know about the Canadian rules, but it's like it's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's really um, difficult. So he's going to go home. He's going to be there an extended period, and then when he comes back, um, uh, which will be our our second summer session, which we um, pretty much uh, mandate for our guys. That second summer session you know, right, starts right before the fourth, um, and then gets out um, um, uh, first week in August, and then we start school at the end of August. But uh, um, a guy like Ben is not going to be able to go home again, right? So he's going to go home for an extended period of time. He's going to come back, but when he's back, he's here. Um, and, and hopefully a lot of those rules will lax and, and he'll be able to get back. Um, but again, that's impossible to predict. Um, so we will um, have about half our team here for the first summer session uh, from May 19th to June, uh, I think 28th. And then um, that second summer session, we should, we should have our full squad. Are there any rumblings about the new name of the program of the athletic teams? Yeah. I mean, I, I think we go, uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I've obviously been offered, or I've offered my opinion, um, but 
I don't know. We should do something like the, you know, the football team in Washington or whatever that was. Something like that. The the shield. I don't know. You know, it's funny because we've always just been identified as Balpo for at least, you know, since I've been here. I know um, obviously the, you know, the old name, the Crusader um, resonated pretty well with, um, you know, some of our um, um, uh, older alumni. And so I know that there's been just a mix um, in there as far as opinions, but uh, I'm sure we'll get it right. It's interesting in, in this era and this season, how those names all of a sudden take on a new meaning to some people. And right. so, yeah, I hope you guys land a great name. Just I'm a broadcaster, so I want to be able to say something cool. You know? There you go. There you go. You can do that. But they don't have a timeline. They haven't announced by a certain date we're going to have a new name. Yeah, there's been some conversation. I think we're, we're getting further along. There's a working group. Um, you know, I'm not in on it. Some of our student athletes are. Um, so, but, um, and so again, I, I get some information um, in that regard, but we are moving around long. Um, again, for me to, to say it's going to be done by this date, I think, you know, it would just be throwing a, name, a, a date out there for you. The, uh, so what will your summer be like? What will, whatever that yeah. part of a break you have, what will it look like? Well, um, let's see here. Um, you know, our, our dead period ends June 1, right? So um, I think our life, you know, we're going to be back recruiting again, um, you know, and um, you know, I got to look back at that recruiting calendar. Um, but May, um, my wife and I are taking um, two trips together without the kids, which will be nice. Nice. Um, and, you know, it, if you're not, if you don't know, what goes in right to this whole craziness of the coaching world. Uh, you know, the people that really, you know, sacrifice our lives in a lot of respects. So uh, my wife and I are getting away together. Uh, my kids are going to be, you know, doing some camps. Uh, my daughter's really excited. She's going to go to Camp Canacuck, which is, uh, uh, you know, down in uh, actually over by Missouri State. So yep. we actually have a um, our family has a home. Uh, um, and um, Table Rock Lake, which isn't too far from. Well, actually, there's Canica Camp actually right there. So she'll be going there. Um, my sons are all in baseball, um, and so we're going to be pretty pretty busy doing all that and adding recruiting to it. But um, we're going to find time to to enjoy one another and um, you know, spend some time as a family. And hopefully, I can I can break eighty this year on the golf course. We'll see if that happens. I don't know. I wish you the best. I've done that once. Have you? Yeah. yeah. It's uh, every time I get close, I just throw a nice like nine in there. Breaks <laughs> it. So, so uh, you talked about Camp Canacuck. I'm super aware of those guys. Link your prep prep down there is doing a yep. great job. Have you connected with Coach Donia at all? Oh yeah, he's a great guy. I mean, I, you know, just from you know my personal outlook on life, I, I love what they're doing. Um, I think it's extremely valuable and. Um, uh, of changing lives in, in, in a positive way. Uh, so I'm super excited. I think that the, you know, link your prep, someone that we've recruited for sure. Well, listen, we appreciate your time. I know you're a, a busy guy and a lot going on and super excited about some of those guys you brought in. I know more about the D one guys coming in than I do the high school players, yeah. but it seems like you're welding it all together in what's going to be a highly competitive year. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Harry. I appreciate you. That's Matt Loddick. He's the head coach of the Valparaiso basketball team. Don't know what to call you. And uh, we appreciate your time. Remember, since you've been there, make it a better place. We'll talk to you again real soon.